Welcome to SBM Studios Podcast, your home for the most insightful interviews featuring Southern Gospel artists and industry insiders. Now, here's your host, Scott Bolden. Well, thank you, Jason, and hello, everybody. Welcome again to another episode of SBM Studios Podcast. I thank you so much for joining us, and today I'm actually recording this on the day after Thanksgiving, and I'm so thankful. Uh, I am blessed today, and and I'm not going to use these words lightly that I'm going to say. I have the opportunity to speak with one of my Southern Gospel music heroes, and it just means the world to me. And uh, I know he's a fan favorite. All you will know who I'm talking about when I say we're going to be talking to the Southern Gospel Music Association president and lead singer of the Kingdom Heirs, Arthur Rice. Hey, Arthur, how you doing? Hey, Scott. How you doing, buddy? Good. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. I've been, I've been excited about it, and uh, I appreciate you uh, having me on, man. Well, it means a lot to me. Uh, I know we've chatted a time or two before, and uh, it just means a lot to me. I really look up to you, sir, and I know you're busy today. I know you actually have a full schedule at Dollywood today on the day after Thanksgiving, and I just appreciate you taking a few moments with me. Absolutely. Glad to do it. Glad to do it. Yeah, this is a busy day for us after Thanksgiving. Oh, I bet. I bet. I know this is really getting into that uh, Christmas gear season and a lot of tourists coming through. So, uh, yeah, I, I always used to, before we had a child in school, this was one of my favorite times to come up to the area. So I know it's a busy time. Oh, yeah. It is a busy, it is, it is a busy time. And, and we're grateful for that, you know, the way the year has been and, and with the economy the way it is. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, we're, we're very thankful that, uh, you know, that people uh, are coming and not staying home or going somewhere else, you know, and, and, uh, and it, it just, it really makes you, when you see the year that we've been through and you, and you see how God has, has blessed the area and, uh, uh, it just means so much and, and you just see God's hand in it and, um, uh, we're very grateful. Yes, sir. And speaking along those lines to our listeners, um, because Dollywood and, and the Smokies are, are basically wide open, right? I mean, I know there's a few guidelines and restrictions, but everything is open yeah. for business and ready for tourists. Um, we're um, um, pretty much, you know, we're, we're like at three quarters capacity. So, and of course, and you know, of course, this is one of our busiest seasons is Christmas uh, at Dollywood. So they're asking, you know, everybody to go online and make a reservation. Okay. Uh, just mainly just to make sure that you don't show up and we're full. Right. Um, you know, normal years, there would be any issues, but you know, we are at kind of at three quarters capacity and, you know, and it's, it's, it's very safe. Um, you know, there, there is social distancing in the, in the indoor theaters. In fact, the indoor theater just opened, uh, just last week for, uh, for Christmas. And, uh, so we're, we're thankful for that too. Wow. Hallelujah. <laughs> we don't have to be outside. We sang outside uh, this, this whole summer and fall. And it's, you know, first time we've been outside in a long time. Right. Um, and, uh, it was, that was different. I mean, we, you know, it was, um, um, it was, um, it was kind of, we, they put us back in the Valley theater kind of where, um, actually kind of where I started 25 years ago, yeah. uh, was, 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 you know, in the Valley theater. And then over the years, you know, we kind of worked away uh, inside, but, uh, so it was kind of, it was kind of surreal to kind of, kind of go back and, and revisit that. Um, it's, 
not really somewhere where I want to go live again, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it was uh, it was nice to visit. <laughs> but it was good, you know, it was good. It was a good time, um, um, you know, because we had so many. The thing about being outside for us, even when I first started, was the fact that um, you know we we reached we get a chance to reach so many people that that really might not come into a theater but they'll you know they have to walk by our theater going to the roller coaster yeah and you can watch them you know as we're singing you know you can watch them it kind of grabs their ear and see their attention you know their stride slow down and their attention kind of turn and then you know they'll kind of pause and and then maybe stop or maybe come in and sit down and so uh that's i always that's always a great thing for me because it 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 means that you know the message is getting across, and and, and of course that's that is our main you know our main goal is to make sure that the message of Christ comes through. Absolutely, and y'all been blessed uh, by Dollywood to have that opportunity to be able to share the gospel with so many folks passing through. But I, I totally get it that yeah, it's a little different. It's a little easier to get that gospel to maybe unsuspecting ears, so to speak. You know, with those yeah. passing by when you're outside versus having to actually go into a theater to hear you. So that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Good, good deal. Well, uh, I'm gonna take a step through a few questions with you today, if that's all right. And yeah. I was, you know, most of the listeners that are picking these uh, interviews up on the Southern Gospel Artists, they absolutely know who Arthur Rice is. But in case there's one or two folks, you know, uh, maybe take us a little, uh, take a walk through your early career. I know you grew. I think you're from Asheville, North Carolina. Kind of how you got into Southern Gospel music, and then I know, I know we really were introduced to you when you came on the scene with the Kingsman. But would you give us maybe a little step through of your early career? Sure. Yeah, I, uh, I was born and raised in, in Asheville, uh, North Carolina, and uh, I grew up in a, a musical family. My my dad and mom and my oldest sister, uh, before I was born, um, used to they traveled in, uh, as a trio and uh, sang regionally. Uh, and then my dad sang in different kind of quartets through the years, and then. And then when I was born, I, I tell folks, you know, I, I was singing on stage nine months before I ever, before I ever got here. And, uh, <laughs> and then, and then, of course, my mom, she said she used to hold me while they sang. And so, you know, I've been in it all my life and grew up and as, you know, they stood me up in the chair, you know, when I was three years old and sang my first solo. And, and like a lot of people, you know, in church, they grew up in church. And right. you know, we didn't know any different than to be in church. You know, I mean, it was just part of our life. And uh, and so, you know, I, I kind of grew up with that with that um, uh, raising. And then my dad, you know, sang in, in different groups. And I started playing bass guitar in my first quartet when I was seven. Wow. And and it's funny. It kinda, it's kind of a uh, – it was kind of a – a forerunner of the Kingsman because I started playing bass and I would play bass and then they would let me sing a few songs yeah. uh, during the program. And so that's, it's funny. That's kind of the way I got my start with the Kingsman is I started playing bass and, and, and Hamill would let me sing a few songs. <laughs> so it's, it's funny how it, how it kind of works that way. Life is a circle. It is. But, it is. Uh, uh, but, and then of course I, you know, I went with the Kingsman. I, I knew uh, all the guys I kind of grew up. Ray Dean, in fact, is 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 my third cousin. Okay, 
and um, he, uh, in fact, he got his start singing with my dad in his first quartet. So oh, wow. my dad kind of got him started uh, singing, and of course, you know, he he kind of grew up and and um, uh, went off to service and came back and started uh, singing with some local groups and then went with the Kingsmen. So that's my kind of my connection with the Kingsmen. So anytime they were in town, you know, we went to see them, and and so I through that. Uh, you know, through that relationship with Ray, uh, you know, I got to know all the guys, you know, from past and, and, and through. And so they kind of knew who I was and, and, but they really didn't know, uh, I could sing and, and I was singing with a regional group, uh, they are called the, in Asheville called the, the Payne family, uh, not the Payne family, it was the Gerald Payne family. Okay. And, um, uh, we sang with the Kingsmen in like, 90, like 82, 1982, I guess it was. And that was the first time that, that the guys in Eldridge really heard me sing. And um, so, like I said, I already had kind of a relationship with them. So they, uh, I, you know, they asked me to go with them a few times, you know, on the weekend. And, and, and I would, you know, just travel with them when I could. And, and they would let me, they let me come out and sing a couple of songs. And so, I never dreamed that my dream job was to sing with the Kingsmen. Uh, I was just, I just love their music and, and everything. And so, um, one day Eldridge called me and said, would you be interested in singing in the Kingsmen? And I said, absolutely. This was in 83. Uh, mm-hmm. And I said, uh, I said, well, yeah, absolutely. I would thinking the whole time, well, that's never going to happen. You know, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like everybody, you know, that's your dream job. That's never going to happen. Yeah. And some few months later, he called me back and he said, hey, if you're interested in seeing the Kingsman, be at my office uh, tomorrow. And uh, so I went over and met with him and kind of the rest is history. Yeah. And, you know, I, I sang with them uh, through um, uh, 89. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I came off the road um, for a little while. My dad had, uh, my dad had a brain aneurysm and, um, uh, my dad was a mechanic, and he had a he was on shop, and and I came off the road to kind of help him during that time that he was sick, and 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 of course that was a you know I, I never dreamed that I would ever leave the Kingsman. Like I said, that was my dream job. I thought I'd be there forever, right? And uh, but you know the Lord has different plans uh, for our life, and and oh, yeah. know, we just have to be open for those, and and I. Uh, I, I came off the road and worked for a little while, and I, God never just gave me peace to go back uh, to the Kingsman. I had an opportunity, uh, but I just never felt peace about that. And uh, and then that's when Squire called me and said, "Hey, you know, I've got you know, I need a new new guy in, in our in my quartet." And of course, he and I and Ernie Phillips and Joe Powell. Uh, traveled for about uh, about five years. We didn't sing all the time. We just did some, you know, uh, dates, yeah. um, you know, along the way. But and then that's kind of set me up for the Kingdom Airs. But I, you know, I started here in '95, so I've been here 25 years. So wow. But uh, you know, you look back on your life, and especially when you get older, and you see how God's hand moves you in different directions, and and all of that set me up for where I am today. Absolutely. And, uh, and it, you know, prepared me for, for where I'm at. And, 
Yeah. It, it necessarily was the path that I chose, but, um, but you, you know, God's hand has moves you, you know, when you're, when you're, um, when you allow him into your life and allow him to, to, to put you where he wants you, um, then you know that, that, that you're in his will. And, and, and that's, that's a great thing to look back on your life. And yeah, I, I may have went left when I should have went right at times, but, but God always kind of puts you back in that, you know, if you're, if you're, um, tender to his word and his, moving on your life, you know, he'll always correct you and put you back in that, in that right spot. Yes, sir. That's a good word, Brother Arthur. You're, that's right. It's, it's always easy to look back and reflect and see those rights or less we should have taken. But like you said, uh, uh, staying in service to the Lord and doing our best uh, to follow him and, and follow his footsteps, he, he gently guides us back because he has a plan. All these different moves and all these different turns in our lives are all to bring us to where we're at today. So uh, that's, yeah, that's good. Exactly. Well, it's like the Apostle Paul said, you know, I was young and now I'm old and I look back on and I can see where God has been faithful. Yes, sir. And that's that's what we all should be able to do, to see how God's hand is in our life. Just yes, stay tender to, to his movements. That's right. Um, a couple of real quick hitter questions on the Kingsman time, because I had I told some folks I was going to talk with you, and some of these questions come up in our conversation. But obviously, with traveling with the Kingsman, anybody who is a follower of Southern Gospel music uh, is familiar with not only Eldridge Fox, the owner, but also Jim Hamill, Big Jim Hamill, oh, yeah. who was the oh, lead, yeah. lead singer, MC in charge of the stage. And, uh, you know, one question that was posed to, to, to me to possibly ask you is just, you know, what was it really? like, you know, being on the bus week in, week out, and sharing the stage with somebody who was larger than life, like Jim Hamill. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was fun. I I, uh, I loved I loved every second of it. I, I just, I, I loved working uh, with Hamill. Um, he was tough. I mean, he, he demanded excellence. Uh-huh. And um, uh, so, you know, wanted your best every time you stepped on that stage and there wasn't no such thing as loafing or getting through, you know, you, 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 you know, he'd let you know it, you know, and he, he knew, you know, he knew when you weren't doing your best, but that's the only way that, that I ever knew how to, um, you know, to deliver was to just do the best that I could. I don't know. I've always, I've always felt like that, that, you know, God, gave me a gift and a a talent and at some point in my life that talent and gift may go away yes sir or it may diminish in some you know especially the the older i get and i've always i've always tried to to do to give a hundred percent every time and and I, i don't really worry about tomorrow i mean you know especially here it's it's sometimes you have to think about that because you know like i said we're doing four shows a day right five five days a week and and by that by that 20th show you know you're tired yeah you're tired (laughs) uh vocally you know mentally too because you know uh, especially for me mc and and trying to direct the program um it's mentally tiring and, and vocally tiring so it's, it's, you know, you have to, you know, you kind of have to pace yourself, but I, I just, even at that, I just, I never have 
really worried about that. And I just, I just always trusted the Lord that he would uh, give me the strength uh, to, um, to do each, each program. And sometimes it's not, it's not the best, but it's the best that I have. Yes, sir. And that's, I think that's the secret to it. It, It's, it's, you know, he doesn't, it's not always great. uh, But if it's the best that we have, he works through our weaknesses. And it's funny how I can look, I look back and I see times where I wasn't a hundred percent or, or, I wasn't at my top, but boy, I can, I, it's those times when I see God's hand, sometimes way more than it ever is when I'm, when I come off stage, I think, well, I've killed it or I nailed it, you know? Right. And, and it's those times when, you know, he is, he is magnified through our weaknesses. Yes, sir. And, uh, and, and I think that's, you know, if we just, if we just concentrate on, on doing our best for him and then just let him handle, let him handle it from there. Amen. And, um, so I know that's way off from what we were no, starting, but no, it's perfect. Uh, it, it, it's a great word. I mean, it, every answer you've given, yes, you've answered, but you also are, are, are given many sermons and encouragement to our listeners. So I love it. But, um, yeah, traveling with Hamill and his, his passion for excellence and the way that he directed the stage and the way that the programs yeah. were put together, you know, the thing that always, I, I may be wrong on this because sometimes, uh, I, I became familiar with you and, and the Kingsmen around that, around in that, uh, sweet spot when you were with them, you know, in the mid eighties. And, yeah. uh, actually the little regional group and the family that I'm a part of, um, the Bama boys, there was a piano player, uh, Mark Jones, who wrote inside yeah. the, inside the gate that the Kings. Inside the gate. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, uh, you know, got familiar with you guys and sometimes watching the Kingsman on stage and the way that Hamill would direct would almost feel a little bit like there was just tons and tons of spontaneity. I don't know what to say, but, but yet in the grand scheme of things, everybody on that stage was so well prepared that whatever he called, and however he directed, y'all were ready to go. Yeah, it, it that that was what's amazing to me. I mean, especially you know uh, in the position that I'm at now, kind of kind of directing the program and, and calling songs is, man, he just he was able to read a crowd the best I've ever. I, I mean, he, he and George Johnson, you know, there's a handful out there that just uh, 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 Jerry Goff. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm missing somebody now, but, but there's just a handful out there that can just, it just, you look at them and you think, man, alive, they are so in tune with the, with the audience and yes. they know exactly what songs to call. And, and, uh, uh, but you're right. I mean, you had to be on your toes because, you know, we, we really never knew what was coming. And, uh, and part of that, part of that is, is, uh, was to keep you on your toes. You know, it's it's easy, and um, you know that's with us. We try to change. You know, we try to change up for as much for us as it is, probably more so us than it is the audience, because it's so easy to get in a kind of in a rut, get yeah. comfortable, and think, well, let's work today, let's try it tomorrow. You know, that sort of thing. So, it, but but it, you know, you 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 try to you want to try to stay. Um, um, tender and receptive to the audience to see what, because each crowd is kind of different. And, uh, right. um, 
you, you kind of want to see what they need and, and different crowds need different things. Some of them want, you know, some of them, you know, they want that, the, the entertainment aspect of it. And, and there's a fine line that you have to walk uh, for that. Yeah. Um, especially here, you know, in a secular uh, arena. And, you know, I really struggled with that for a while because I, I always thought, man, you know, I don't want to get too much on the entertainment side, the fun side of it. I want to make sure that, you know, that, that the message is most important. But I heard a message from Robbie Zachariah, and it helped me more than anything. And he said, he said, the closer your audience is to goodness, the easier it is for them to hear God speak to them. Mm, that's good. And boy, that just, I mean, I mean it just, and, and of course, you know, laughter is, is uh, and, and being, you know, having a good time is a way that we get to the goodness because you forget about, you know, for a little bit, you forget about the house payment due tomorrow or the car payment due tomorrow and I don't have the money to cover it. Right. Or, you know, there's more month than there is money. Right. And, and if you can make people forget that for just a little bit and get off of their cares and the cares of this life, then you can slide in that message of Christ and God can speak to them. And, um, and so, boy, that just, I mean, it just really freed me up. I think, I think God knew what I needed. And, uh, what, you know, that's the thing about, you know, reading his word and, and listening to, um, uh, preachers and, and, uh, uh, being fed is, you know, God knows what you need when you need it. And, uh, boy, he just sends the right thing at the right time. And, uh, yes, sir. and I, I, like I said, I was really struggling at that time uh, with what to do and how, how to do it. And boy, that just came right at the right time. It's like, okay, <laughs> thank you, Lord. I, I need that. And so, um, that's a good word. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. There are forces in the world today who oppose our Christian faith. They attempt to destroy everything that's holy and control what preachers say. But God still has a few good men who won't bend, won't bow, won't burn. They will fight to the end to defend that faith until the day that the whole world learns. There are things we won't give over. There are things worth fighting for. The book and the blood and the rugged cross. One faith, one way, one more. When the world and the flesh and the devil press on, Try to tear our strongholds down We will stand our ground Hi everybody, this is Jay Perrick with the Lefevre Quartet and you're listening to SBM Studios Podcast.
those days with the Kingsmen with Hamill definitely translated to uh, I know your your field general role with the Kingdom Bears, so to speak. And you said you uh, went with the Kingdom Bears about '95. I know y'all are predominantly at Dollywood, usually about a month and a half or so. Y'all uh, hit the road in the in the off season and do a couple of cruises. But uh, you know, Kingdom Bears definitely uh, one of the top quartets in, in Southern gospel music, and uh, y'all really do a good job. I know the last several years you've stepped like you said more into that stage management role as far as the MC and calling the program and uh, just do a fantastic job but uh, Kingdom Airs are definitely a fan favorite and uh, I know you got your schedule at Dollywood but uh, aside from that is there anything specifically Kingdom Airs that you'd like to share with listeners maybe that's going on or projects underway anything you'd like to share? Well, we do have a new um, a new album that's coming out. It's a little bit different uh, for us. It's it's actually coming out slowly. Um, you know, with all the with all the uh, online streaming services, you know, it's kind of changed our music sure. um, business. Um, you know, used to you know you you release you know release the whole album at one time, and then you release singles off of that. But with the the streaming uh, network, has kind of changed that because you can't. Um, to all the streaming services like Spotify or Pandora and Apple Music and all that kind of stuff, Amazon Music, uh-huh. that sort of thing. Um, you have to release, if you want to release a single to the streaming, uh, you have to release it before the album comes out. Okay. They won't take them, if the album is out, they won't take them. Uh, you can't release a single off. You can re- release the whole album. And um, so we have a, such a we have a really good following on, on those. In fact, we have our own, own channel on, on um, Spotify. You can go and look up Kingdom Airs. You can hear all of our music. And so our record company decided to, for this new album they're going to try is we're releasing one new song every month okay. uh, for the next 10 or, 10 or 11 months. And it'll, either be, it'll be released to streaming and then to radio as that, as that follows. Um, so if you listen to our music, you you actually be able to hear a new song every month. Wow! Um, instead, and then and then after that's done, then the album comes out. Okay. So you get a chance to hear all of our new music before it even comes out on on the album. So so that's kind of cool. And <laughs> I I think what I really love about it is the fact that we get to feature every song on the album. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of always been a uh, I always hated that because. A lot of times you release the album and you really only hear two or three songs right. off the album, whatever's released to radio. A lot of people are not exposed to some great songs. Um, and because we sing so much, we sing just about every song that we record. And and so we try to get great songs, every song, you know, there's no fillers, you know, every song is just a great song. And I've always felt like that there have been some great songs that have kind of fell through the cracks and they're people really haven't heard and so I, I love that 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 everybody will get to hear every song on the album before it comes out so uh, yeah. so i'm excited about that yeah definitely and that that's a fantastic concept um i'm like you i you know i i'm now i'm old school so i'm tickled to hear at the end of this game that there will be a product come out because i like <laughs> to get the cd but um but oh i know me too yeah but uh it, it is good because like you said the kingdom airs projects are always just chuck full of quality songs i know you know y'all are uh, y'all use a lot of songs by like miss diane wilkinson and um yeah. 
And, you know, there's quality songs from beginning to end. So that's a great that's a great concept to get all of those songs featured and then put it out. So I'll I'll look yeah. forward to that. But I, I'll definitely on the back end of that thing, I'm going to get one of those shiny spinny things because I like to I like to <laughs> hold it, too. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, that's great. Um, so I know I, I, we wanted to go in a couple of different directions. and I don't want to take too much of your time. One thing that I really would like for us to focus on for just a, a little bit, if you will. Yeah. I mentioned in the beginning, as I introduced you, you are the president of the Southern Gospel Music Association. Yeah. Uh, the history on that, of course, that was formed somewhere around 94, I believe. And yeah. uh, it's got the uh, it's got the mission to preserve, protect and promote Southern Gospel music music, its history, and its heritage. And and they've done that very well, including in 1999, um, the Hall of Fame Museum was opened there on the site at Dollywood. Yeah. And that's where it's been for the whole time. And here in 2020, we learned that this is going to be the last year that that museum and the Hall of Fame is going to be housed in that building at Dollywood. So yeah. I thought if you want to, why don't we talk a little bit about that? You can give our listeners updates, sure. anything you want to say about the association, but specifically the plans that are upcoming for the Hall of Fame Museum. Absolutely. We, we uh, like I said, this is our 21st year here at Dollywood and uh, you know when we opened at 99 in 99 you know it was uh, it was really exactly what we needed um uh, you know God opened those doors for us to, to be um in a in a in a place where we could get some great exposure uh to to expose our music to uh not only the you know America but all over the world people come here from all over the world and so it was a great chance for us to, to introduce our music to people that wouldn't normally uh, know about our music right. and the history of our music. And so the museum was, was perfect. Um, of course, this year with, with all the COVID stuff, you know, we, we weren't able to open uh, the end because of uh, the indoor and all the, you know, just about everything indoor was closed. Right. And so, um, but uh, it, we, we kind of knew at some point uh, Dollywood has a, it kind of expanded uh, in every direction that they can. And, and there's only one other direction to go, and that's kind of right where our museum is at. And so we knew at some point uh, that we would we would move to a different place on park, and they were going to build us another building somewhere else. Well, with the economic strength of, uh, of this year, it is, it's, it's, Dollywood was not able to, uh, commit to um, building us an, another um, museum, and there wasn't any really anywhere where we could go to, that we could fit. And so, with that, uh, they decided to not uh, renew our lease uh, coming up. Uh, you, when you look at at it, it it's sad in a way um, because it's it's an end of an era, right? And uh, you know. It, like I said, it was it was it was exactly what we needed in '99, and we kind of we kind of grew through that. But then, after about 15 years or so, it's kind of fell off a little bit as far as um, you know our attendance, and 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 it, it actually has kind of held us back from growing anymore. Okay, uh, as strange as that sounds. It, it really has uh, kind of, um, you know, like I said, it, it kind of let us grow through our infancy, and then we got to the point to where, you know, we've kind of, out, we've kind of really outgrown it. Uh, 
And uh, so, to be honest with you, I'm really excited about the future. I, I, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know what it's going to be yet. We are, we are um, uh, diligently looking for a new place. We think we have found a place. We're going to try to stay locally. Okay. Uh, here uh, in Pigeon Forge area, um, the the city wants us here. You know, the area they they love what we do. Right. And you know, we have a lot of you know with NQC, um, you know, with the spring, you know, the, the with the fall, we do the summer. You know, there's so much of our music that is in this area, and of course, of course, this area is so much about uh, the the family atmosphere. Right. They love the message that we that we deliver, uh, and they that's the direction they want to stay, and so they want us here to be a part of that, and so you know they're they're kind of helping us uh, with that, and and uh, Lord willing, um, you know we'll we'll have a place. I don't know exactly when we'll open, um, but I believe we'll have a place very soon. Um, it'll be you know one of those things where we, you know we kind of have to. Uh, We'll have to do some remodeling and that sort of thing to make the museum uh, fit, you know. Right. Um, uh, you, know, you know, but but I, I am excited about it. Uh, I'm excited that it will open up an opportunity for people to come um, that were kind of hesitant about coming to a theme park, um, you know, to, just to come to the museum. Sure. A lot of people that you know they don't want to. You know, they don't want anything else other than just come to the museum. And so I'm excited about that. I think it will open some doors there and it will allow us to um, some to do some things that um, that we were kind of tied down that we couldn't do before. Um, we are, you know, we already have the research library uh, that we started two years ago in, in Nashville. In Nashville, right. And uh, we're working on that, getting that stuff, uh, you know, getting that to where people can really take advantage of that. A lot of the, a lot of the artifacts and stuff uh, that we uh, um, have gathered and have gathered over the years, we couldn't display them here just because of, um, or they weren't available here just because of the um, legality of where we were. Right. Um, you know, one of our original goals at the beginning was to have a place where people could come and, and, and do research and, and, and study about um, our history and, and, and that sort of thing. And, and, and we couldn't quite do that right here. So our hands were kind of tied right there with the, with the uh, research library. You know, we're, we're, we're really working to try to get a lot of that online uh, to where people can actually research that from their own home. Mm. Um, and which is a huge undertaking. Yeah. Uh, as you can imagine, I bet. Um, if, if you've ever been to the Smithsonian or even, you know, their online, you know, that's a huge undertaking. And so we're, we're kind of in the process of that, trying to get a lot of that stuff online where people can can, can research, um, you know, from their home. And uh, I think, you know, with the museum being off park and, and with that uh, uh, library, I think we'll be able to do a lot of things that we couldn't do in the past. And so... Honestly, I'm, I'm very excited about it. Uh, I, like I said, I, I don't know what the Lord has in store, but but I know that whatever it is will be great. Yes, sir. And uh, I think the next stage uh, will be, you know, God's in the business of blowing our minds. Amen. <laughs> and and so, 
you know, it's, it's, uh, so many times, you know, we put God in the box and, and, and we won't allow him to work. And so I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm just like, you know, Lord, you, you know, what's, what, what it is. You take it because I have no clue what to do next. So I'm just depending on you. Uh, but when we do that, you know, I, he, he, he loves to surprise us. And so uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yes, sir. And and you and the whole entire board do a fantastic job in, in managing the association. And and I know all these plans and, and you're right, God, uh, God has a plan for all of this. And, and yes, he, he he's going to surprise and he's going to exceed expectations as he always does. Um, there's ways that folks can help, though. I know uh, through the Southern Gospel yes. Music Association, one thing is becoming a member. Yeah, that is a, that's one of the easiest things to do. You can go uh, online, go to sgma.org. Uh, there's a, there's a, right on that page, there's a place where you can become a member. Uh, it's $20. Um, you know, that's, that's one of the things that, you know, uh, Dollywood, you know, basically they took the expense of the building and we were just, um, uh, responsible for what was the, the expense of running, right. uh, the day to day. And, and the inside, uh, we you know we had to pay for the uh, uh, remodeling inside, and of course we'll have to do that again wherever we go, and so we're going to have some expense coming up um, with with moving, um, with with remodeling wherever we are, or building wherever we are, um, and you know you can like I said membership is the easiest thing, um, you know be a part of of um, of us, and um, and that you can also uh, uh, donate. People have been so uh, so generous and so uh, uh, so open to uh, the new the new that's coming. Right, and uh, and we we will need uh, you know people's support to uh, uh, to continue with uh, with the, the heritage that uh, what our music brings, and, and we're excited about that. So you can go to sgm sgma.org. And uh, you can find information with that, so you can uh, you can help us out. But we we would love for you to be part of it, and um, you know that's something that has kind of dwindled over the years as our membership has kind of fell off. Uh, part of that is our demographics. Um, you know, so much of our demographics before were you know were the older generation. Right. Of course, a lot of that older generation has passed on, and so to you know it's it's handed down now you know to to my generation you know it's now the older generation and but you know that and then and then the thing that's exciting about for me is is this new generation that's coming on of our uh gospel music artists and and performers uh man they're they're excited about it they're getting involved in it they're excited about learning about our history and and learning about you know where where this music came from and uh, that's exciting, and so um, yeah. you know we need to we need to uh, be a part of it. Absolutely, and and I am uh, a member of the SGMA, and I believe in it wholeheartedly and supporting it. And you know, several things that uh, for those of us who are interested in Southern gospel music, its history and its heritage, uh, there's some things. You know, each year the the uh, board uh, will nominate. Uh, 
four, at least four new members to the Southern Gospel Music Hall of Fame. All uh, association members get to send in nominations for those. So yeah. that's something that yeah. comes along. And, and just to be a piece of, of promoting and preserving that heritage. And, and you, you spoke to it now. You know, it's time to pass along. I'm starting to move into that age range of the older group. And, and uh, you know, if, if this means something to us, then we need to back it. We need to back it yeah. not only with our energy and enthusiasm, but we need to back it with our, our giving as well. And all these these contributions are tax deductible. So uh, Absolutely. Yeah. I would encourage any listener, uh, y'all who's listening to these interviews, y'all love Southern Gospel music and you love these folks who present it. And uh, I just encourage you to to go to sgma.org and, and check that out and become a member and help support this. And also, uh, a lot of our folks that listen go to the National Quartet Convention. And yeah. usually on Tuesday of each year, there's a uh, there's a Hall of Fame induction ceremony. And during that time, there's also a time of benefit for the SGMA as well. So that's another opportunity that someone could help with. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they've... Uh over the past several years, they have partnered with us to uh, to present that. You know, we lost, um, uh, like I said, it, it kind of we lost the the induction ceremony here at Hollywood, and so we were trying to find out where to you know where to go. And so it made sense, you know, well, well, let's have it at the you know the largest indoor <laughs> indoor gospel music event is in the, the NQC. So they partnered with us to uh, to be able to present that, and so. Um, um, so we're we're excited about that, and, and uh, we had a great induction ceremony this this uh, uh, this fall yes, for the uh, uh, harvest uh, festival, and uh, uh, we're we're exciting about excited about the, what's coming. The new ballots will go out for uh, all the members, so I encourage you, you know, get your name in the pot, and uh, they will go out uh, probably uh, first week of January, and for your to be able to nominate uh, the ones that you would like to see. Uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yes, sir. And I've done this for the last several years, and I don't mind telling to you why I'm talking to you live. Now, my nomination keeps having your name on it, but uh, I'll keep on doing that. And and seriously, Arthur, you know, I've spoken with several folks on these interviews, and, um, you know, you you spoke about passing it on to the younger generation. You already spoke about your your passion, how you love seeing these young folks that's coming along and seeing how they're interested in the music. Several folks that I have interviewed have spoken your name as being a mentor and as being an encourager. And as much as it means, you know, yes, you are to me, you're Mr. Lead Singer. Uh, you you are you are the you're the definition, your pictures in Webster's dictionary by what Southern Gospel lead singer should be. Yes. But also to me, the character that you bring and the way that you are a uh, you, you're a team oriented person. You're you're an encourager. You're you're all for seeing others succeed. You have been an encourager to even somebody like me that you, you you barely know. But I know back during the days when y'all were doing the baritone uh, tryouts, uh, I, I drove down close to Mobile and yeah. and did a little tryout session with y'all. And I, I don't yeah. have the singing chops really to do that like y'all do. But y'all were so gracious to me and so encouraging. And I will never forget. And, and since that day you've maintained that encouragement you know anytime i talk to you you're positive you're friendly you're encouraging to me and i just appreciate you for that and to me that's something that also makes you a hall of famer is because not only are you working your craft but you're also preserving it by encouraging others that's coming after you to to do it with excellence wow thank you i appreciate that i i um 
uh, and you know, I, I wish I could say I had something to do with it. But I just, I'm just grateful that the Lord allowed me to be a part of it. I just, I love this music and, and I love the message of the music. That's the most important part. Amen. And, uh, I, uh, I'm just grateful to be uh, a part of it and, um, grateful that God has allowed me to be, um, uh, part of it. And, uh, you know, I just, I covered your prayers that I can stay faithful. Yes, sir. And, uh, and, you know, it's, uh, we all need that, you know, and, uh, um, you know, uh, the apostle Peter said, we are, we are to love deeply. And, uh, and, and that's what I want to do is, is just love on folks and, and, um, uh, encourage them. And, uh, I, I appreciate you sticking with it. And, uh, and, and boy, just uh, sticking with the stuff, as the old preachers used to say. And uh, I'm so uh, so grateful that the, with, with the message that it will stand as long as we as long as we uh, present it and uh, let the Lord get the increase. Amen. And and that's that's what we're here for. This little podcast that we're doing uh, again. Uh, I would love to be standing beside you on stage singing every day at Dollywood, but that's not the Lord's <laughs> plans for me. And one thing that we can do here with SBM Ministries is is to help our Southern Gospel artists and and by you know promoting and we do this with we want to promote positively and encouraging to our listeners. I do want to real quick say to our listeners, thank you so much for sticking with us and helping us grow. We're really growing throughout the the states, and we just thank you so much for that. If you come across this podcast on a, a Facebook post, please share it if you don't mind. Share it with your friends. That helps us get out there and yeah. subscribe to these podcasts. Uh, rate these podcasts. You can also hear uh, Arthur regularly with uh, Darren Sutherland on uh, Southern Gospel News Podcast. They have a podcast where they interview several different uh, folks within the uh, Southern Gospel industry. So uh, just uh, encourage y'all. Y'all help us keep going by uh, by listening to these episodes and also sharing them. So we thank you. Thank you for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Arthur, before we go, and I know I, I know you need to go. you got another show uh, to do. But I just I like to give our artists maybe just a closing thought if you would like to share something with our listeners. I know these are times when folks are, are looking for words of encouragement. You know, there's a lot of uncertainty out there, but, you know, God is faithful. I thought you might have a word you'd like to share of encouragement uh, with our listeners. No one ever cared for me like Jesus. There's no other friend so kind as he. No one else could take the sin of darkness from me. Oh, how much he cares for me. Amen. That's as good as he gets right there, buddy. Amen, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Singing, but words. <laughs> hey, no. I, hey, you're the first artist that's actually shared a word of encouragement through song. So there you go. We had a, that's awesome. <laughs> that's great. Thank you for letting me be a part of it, buddy. I appreciate it. The Lord's blessing on, you, on your ministry, and, and I, I know that God's going to use it. Usually use you greatly, and uh, I just thank you for letting me be a part of it. Thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate you, brother. And uh, to our listeners, we thank you for joining us once again. And until next time, we'll see you around the bend. Thanks for listening to today's episode of SBM Studios Podcast. Until next time, this is Jason Baines reminding you to love God and love each other. It really is that simple, y'all. Mm-hmm.